you know, fast forward to getting introduced to NFTs. Initially, it was just kind of like, whoa, this is so cool. And I was just trying to figure out and kind of get involved as like a collector and potential investor because it's like, whoa, there's so much happening here. And then all of a sudden, like at a certain point, just a light bulb like, just clicked. I was like, oh my gosh, like I could do my own collection. And, and actually, this is the perfect medium for me. This is like what I've wanted. I've wanted a you know, just to make these collectibles and be able to share them and, and buy and sell. And I was like, wow, there's these marketplaces and you can trade back and forth, buy and sell. Um, so for me, like NFTs became like, it really is like, it feels like it's like my native medium, like the, the medium that finally clicked. Hello, investors. This is Danny with Investorly. At the intersection of education and opportunity, we empower you to invest early. In episode 25, we welcome Doug, the founder of the NFT project, Toy Boogers. We learned about his NFT journey, the team behind the project, and the launch of the Toy Boogers animated TV show. The Investorly Podcast is brought to you by Dayslice. Dayslice is a storefront for services, empowering service entrepreneurs with more control of their business, brand, and their audience. Features include automated scheduling, payments, custom branding, discount codes, and a custom insights dashboard. Learn more today and sign up for free at dayslice.com. Be sure to use the promo code INVESTORLY to unlock premium services for only $1. To stay informed of our community-driven podcasts and receive our insightful weekly newsletter, subscribe at investorly.substack.com. We hope you enjoy today's conversation. Why don't we start from the idea of Toy Boogers, a little bit about yourself, because really we like to hear about how people get started and invest early in themselves. Yeah, thanks again for for having me in that that intro. Um, so yeah, Toy Boogers is a um, like you said, it's it's a Web three brand. It's a collection, um, and we we are uh, in the midst of a um, animated series development with with Time Studios, which is super awesome, and we're super excited about. So just getting started, but got um, big things done. Big things with the collections, and, and got big things ahead. Yeah, so I kind of winding back the clock, you know, I got involved in NFTs last year, um, pretty much like right at the beginning of May, like right after the Beeple, um, the big Beeple auction that most people heard about and kind of echoed throughout the world. Um, and then, you know, it was dropping like right after that or right, right at that same time. And so when I jumped in on kind of Twitter and the just scene, that's like what was happening. It was like people, the people sale and board apes. And so I um, got on Nifty Gateway. I tried to get the the raffle. If you remember, like people had like a raffle going on, like right around that time for one of the latest um, drops. I, I didn't get that. So many people entered, but it was cool that it was like a $1 kind of entrance thing. Um, and then I was looking around for, for other stuff. And, um, Got a um, just to get involved and get in the community. I bought a, a board Ape on secondary at that time, which was like 0.3, and it, it just seemed crazy at the time because it was like, oh my god, I'm spending you know a thousand dollars, and um, you know, which turned out to be one of the best decisions uh, investment wise and then path wise, and then just um, got hooked and you know, ultimately um, also just like my my own collection ideas started to churn and, and started to do that, and so I went down that path. That's that's pretty interesting, Doug. And um, do you still have that board ape? You know, I actually just recently uh, sold that right before the um, other deeds. I do have my mutant, so I'm still in the club. I have my uh, mutant, two dogs, and some deeds. Um, but uh, yeah, it was just time. It was um, getting hard hard to hold for <laughs> for so long, and with so much at stake. And 
Um, I think that's the neat thing, though, about having the the different tiers and different in, in, in these you know mega projects like this is you can still be part of it um, with um, you know um, less less stakes in, in the game. But but yeah, so I still hold, hold my mute, and that's down my forever. I, Totally understand. Well, diamond tip drill finally caught the diamond hands. I see. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally understandable. So, tell me what uh, what kind of drew you into NFTs? Was it the was it the, the potential for and uh, you know investment success? Was it the tech behind it? Tell us a little bit about your background of investing and and maybe uh, a tech background and what drew you initially into NFTs. Yeah, so um, on on investing side of things, the uh, you know I've done just traditional kind of like stocks and stuff. That's been really my um, the only thing I've always been kind of in. Um, I you know either kind of big stuff like tech things you know that most people would know about, or or just random like biotech stuff. One of my cousins um, is into like the biotech sector, and so um, did investments there. And it, with with NFTs though, that it it was more. When I first got into it, it really initially wasn't like, it was amazing because like the people thing that catches everybody's eye. And that was the first thing I heard about. And I was just like, whoa, this is crazy. Like there's art that's, you know, digital online. It caught me right off the bat was more of like the collector side of me, like as a, as a kid. And actually maybe this goes back to the first investments was like, you know, baseball cards and comic books. Like, so I, I was a total, you know, comic book and baseball card collector and, you know, rocks and crystals and fossils and, you know, the whole nine yards, just kind of like that collector type of <laughs> character. Um, and so when my friend, it was just funny cause I, I, you know, um, my, my, my intro to NFTs is I have a mutual friend of, of people who I still don't know or haven't met in person, but we have actually have a, a mutual good friend that's, um, that I just happened to bump into like the next day after that big sale. And I was like, Hey, what's, um, you know, what's new, what's going on, what's exciting. And like, um, he's like, dude, my, my my friend, my other friend made freaking like sixty million dollars last sixty nine million dollars last night because it was it was literally like the next day. I was like, what? I was like, that's crazy. Like, what's the story? And so like we just got into it. So all of a sudden went you know down a rabbit hole for like an hour just chatting about like NFTs, what it is, what it, like how it works. And I was instantly hooked on just the idea of like being able to take a um, an art piece as like a collectible because I've liked cards, you know, comic books and, and baseball cards and other cards and just um, like editions and have all sorts of random art and, be, you know, being an artist uh, myself, I've always collected stuff like that. But just the idea that you could have a collectible, you know, stamp it into the blockchain that's like serialized, um, identifiable, it's yours, it's in your wallet. Um, it was still really mysterious to me, but I, you know, got home that night and just went down the rabbit hole and <laughs> never, never came out still all the way down the rabbit hole. When I first got into the NFT scene right after that, I just started researching everything and kind of like trying to get in and like try to get like, you know, the people stuff. It was that raffle. And then, and then the, I saw the board apes happening and um, that was when I was like, well, you know, I really want to get involved. I want to do this. Um, so I, by the time I um, had my, um, you know, the MetaMask and, and, and all the Coinbase, everything and got the, the funds through, which is the challenge. Like right when you get in, it's like, Oh my gosh, like I'm ready to buy this thing, but I'm waiting for the, the funds to transfer. Uh, once everything transferred, I think that was, I think that board Ape was my second purchase. The first one was um, future crypto, but uh, yeah. It's interesting. Cause you know, what we do at Investorly is not just web three, right? We, we, we do web three. We talk about web three cause that's so paramount, especially in this space. But you know, we started uh, really, I mean, it's about being in web two. And when you think about investing, 
you think about natural uh, investing for the stock market, it comes to it, you know, uh, all levels uh, and not, but obviously, you know, as someone like yourself, you started talking about the pharmaceuticals and then you found getting this interest in NFTs. And, and then you, you know, fast forward to the idea of creating your own collection. So why don't you kind of talk to us about how you created and came up with Toy Boogers so that we could set the stage for where Toy Boogers is today and then where it's going. I mean, for even the recent news around, you know, Kipash. So you know, yeah. I think, you know, we've got a lot of listeners and a lot of uh, subscribers that are Web2, uh, you know, through and through uh, from VCs to people that are trying to figure out Web3. So this is a great opportunity to showcase, uh, you know, individuals and projects, teams, community and, and try to breaking it down uh, and making it a little bit more simple for people that maybe don't understand the space as well as maybe everyone on Twitter. Yeah, for sure. So, um yeah, when I got into NFTs, it was from this like just excitement and what's going on and like what's what's happening here, and also just like you know the lure of like oh my gosh, like there was this people sale that was so big, and there's you know there's potential, there's financial potential, but it's also so cool. It's technology, it's collecting. It was just like pulling at me in all directions, and I, you know I had been um, I've always done like art. <clears throat> art for fun and and made made art and characters and I, I've done like surreal surrealism is, is kind of one of my um, hidden styles that I haven't really shared too much yet but um, just a bunch of like random like art that I've done for for fun mostly but uh, around 2015 16 17 I was actually working on so kind of connect this is like the web two to web three connection I was um, starting to develop my characters more and I got really into like the kawaii scene which is like kawaii is like the like the, you know, the really cute, like Asian characters. And I was really trying to draw all these kind of fun characters. And I just, um, and I've always drawn characters for, for years and years. And, but for uh, several years, I was really focusing on just like kind of like character development and drawing and faces and just kind of using them for fun and just like handing them to friends. Um, but around 2017, I was like, you know, what? I'm going to make like a, like a book out of this or like some merchandise. So I was thinking, you know, you know, web two completely, um, or even maybe before that, just like physical, like, you know, art and stuff. But the idea that I had in my head was always like, I'd love to make like a collectible, um, just like a, just a character. Like I don't want to do like a story in a, in a book, you know, at that time it was just like, I just want to make this character and just a bunch of characters that people can kind of collect almost like Pokemon or something, you know, just like, but I, I, I knew I didn't want to do like the cards and, um, actually kind of like wrote this story and got these pictures, like basically made like a whole little book. And um, I was thinking like, you know, maybe t-shirts and stuff. Cause I had all these fun characters. They're, they're different than the toy boogers. Um, you can see some of the influences, actually some of them I brought in as some of the pets uh, in the toy boogers collection. Uh, there's these cute little pets that some of the toy boogers have. Um, but I kind of just shelved that idea for a while after about like 2018, 19, because it was just like, it just didn't feel right. It was like, um, I didn't want to go down this, you know, book path or, or uh, the merchandise didn't seem like it was a total fit. You know, I was looking at like print on demand and all these different things that were going on. And so it just kind of got canned. So it, it just kind of like stopped for a little while. And I just kept playing though, doing my art just for fun and just kind of drawing. Um, and then so when I, you know, fast forward to getting introduced to NFTs, initially it was just kind of like, whoa, this is so cool. And I was just trying to figure out and kind of get involved as like, a collector and potential investor because it's like well there's so much happening here and then all of a sudden like at a certain point just a light bulb like just clicked i was like oh my gosh like i could do my own collection and, and actually this is the perfect medium for me this is like what i've wanted i've wanted a um you know just to make these collectibles and be able to share them and, and buy and sell and it's like wow there's these marketplaces and you can trade back and forth buy and sell um so for me like nfts became like 
it really is like it feels like it's like my native medium like the, the medium that finally clicked like everything it's kind of leading up to this and so once i got that kind of inspiration and this is pretty early on because like once i got involved i was already thinking like what could i do and then it just like clicked i was like i'm gonna make my characters and mix them and match them kind of like a generative project even though i, I do them by hand and yeah i'm just gonna i'm just gonna do this so then i spent the next six months uh making the collection and collecting the whole time um and then released toy boogers in november of last year 2021 when you released in november can you just give us uh the idea of how it became toy boogers as the name yeah the name's funny so like I had multiple names of like what I wanted to do and what I wanted to describe and, and nothing was really fitting. And then also it's like, it's hard to find something like that. Nobody's taken all the cool names are like taken uh, websites and Twitter handles and Instagrams. So kind of fun, clever names that were more like describing like this, like the universe, like a name of a universe or something like that. Um, and I've always had this funny, uh, way of referring to like little kids and pets as just like little boogers, like a term of endearment. And it's just like, Oh, look at that cute little booger. And then at one point, like I would just click, I was like, I'm just going to just start calling them boogers. Like I do with like, like little, like kids and pets. And then, um, because my characters have toys in their hands, it just clicked one day and all of a sudden it was like, Oh, toy boogers. And it's like, it's kind of, it's almost like a play on words too. It's like, and then it's makes people think, um, it's like, wait, it, it don't tell me there's actually a collection of boogers and then they look and it's like, Oh, it's actually just funny, goofy characters. And so there's a backstory too, where the booger gets involved, but it's kind of just a funny name that came up. But then when I searched it and I looked like, of course, like the word toy boogers wasn't taken anywhere. So I got it on, you know, Instagram and Twitter and, um, the website and, uh, <laughs> you know, eventually discord and open Z and, and, you know, everywhere. So <laughs> like a perfect fit, but it, it's, it's definitely sticky. There, there's a pen for you. It's one of those names that's sticky. Once you hear it, you can't forget it. And you, you'll probably look at it. Cause it's like, Oh, what the hell's that? What, what's a toy bugger? <laughs> and we got a dad joke in here early on in the space. I love it. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's pretty, yeah. We're, and we're goofy and I'm goofy. It's like, um, you know, the collections, it's goofy, it's fun, it's wacky. And, our community has that vibe and uh, in our discord and even throughout Twitter, that is fun. Um, you know, the, the, the whole collection is kind of like a nostalgic um, collection of just fun, goofy stuff that I like. Um, it's filled with, you know, monsters and robots and, you know, video game controllers and ninja swords and nunchucks and candy and ice cream and pizza. And just, it's just a, a fun collection. That's, you know, nostalgic, definitely dad joke uh, worthy. And um, but people really feel the playfulness of it. And, and I think that's what's what's also unique about it. Just kind of going back to like you know bringing it up to the drop one. Uh, well, I, I worked on it by hand for for six months, and um, this was the other thing like jumping into the space and being totally from you know web web two type of person, or just you know coming in and, and not being like a dev. Or I remember like jotting down when I finally heard like oh like smart contract. That's the term. Like that's that's the thing that does. <laughs> like, it's like I remember like all those points at which like I, I was finding the terms and like putting the puzzle pieces together, but like a generative project. I, I had no idea how to do a generative or who could do it or, or what. And back then early 2021, 20, um, it was like, Hey, you had to know a dev uh, to just run through the generative stuff. Even now it's there, there's tools out there now, uh, but it's, um, it's way more available now. But at that time I was just like, you know, what? I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to make my characters to make a bunch of crazy heads, you know, monsters, robots, and animals. Um, I'm going to make different bodies and make a bunch of fun toys. And so it ended up working in my favor that I was just like, I don't know how to do the generative thing. And I'm just going to like hand do it because now I got this collection that's 3,333 
um, all handmade one of ones um, in that gener- inspired by generative because it's you know crazy combos, um, but they're they're unique because they they're full characters, little characters like my little bee, um, holding toys or or, or weapons <laughs> or both, and uh, yeah, so um, kind of like by sheer necessity, I just jumped in and just kind of did it. My uh, ended up being unique because by the time it, we released it in November. It was a little bit of a PFP kind of fatigue happening. And when Toy Burgers dropped, it was like, oh, this is cool. It's not really like a PFP project, but it, it totally works as a PFP. It's these full characters. You know, they're all handmade. And then, yeah, just when we opened it up for public, it just sold out. And uh, lots of support from uh, big artists like uh, like Klon, Betty, uh, Klon from Cool Cats, Betty, uh, Dead Fellas, and Gremlin, and Pablo Stanley. Pablo Stanley minted a bunch. Klon minted a bunch. Like, and it just, they just, they tweeted it out, and before you know it, the chain reaction happened and um, just sold out. Creating a world from scratch is uh, highly commendable, I must say, um, especially something like Toy Boogers, which has a, a potential. I did want to actually ask something you touched on there was, um, you know, it's kind of like a movie. You only see the actors in front of the screen. And yet when the movie credits roll, you see all the people that were behind it that actually created something, created the art behind it, created the, the scheduling, uh, get the actors together, everything else. You actually realize like how many people it actually takes to create something like a movie or t- television show. And the same is true for an NFT project. You can't do it all on your own. Can you talk a little bit about uh, the team behind Toy Boogers, the collaborative efforts and the roles that people play within the within the community? Yeah, so and that's totally true. Like it, you know, we you w- once you get to a certain point, um, yeah, you need a team to make it happen. There's there's really no such thing as a, a one man show. Um, even a lot of like the successful like one of one artist who um, like Ghost, for example, um, he has a, t- a team now and um, his best friend um, and she you know doesn't. So and, and there's a Discord in the community, and so even if it's like you know one of one pieces being released it's it's a lot of work but especially with a generative collection with a, or not a generative but a a, a big collection um, a, a series of collectibles um, and then with an active discord and everything so for for the first 6 months it really was just me making the art just plowing through um, putting all the making all the assets the heads the bodies the toys and then starting to combine them and put them together. Um, but at a certain point, it was like, all right, I got to form the team. I got to get a dev. I got to get um, you know Discord. I got to get Discord going. And so two of my team members here at Shira and Red One Labs, um, Lance, um, I reached out to both of them um, early on. Lance and I had been uh, Red One Labs. Uh, we're kind of like buddy, like DGens, just kind of like constantly, hey, did you see this? And did you mint this? Or did you try that? You know, so we were constantly like just giving each other alpha. Um going back and forth and at a certain point it was like hey dude like um and i need your help for for my project like do you want to you know jump in help me get the discord going and so um he jumped in and then i was like we need more and then he was like yeah we got to get ashira so we reached out to ashira and ashira had just helped with roboto's uh, launch on their team and um at first she was kind of like oh i'm kind of busy because i just finished this thing i'm burnt out and then like so we kept pressing her so initially she was busy, uh, but she um, she she uh, eventually joined us, and then so basically us three uh, went forward. We had an initial uh, developer who ended up uh, uh, leaving the team, uh, and we ended up working with with Paxi Tech, who is uh, just amazing development team. So right at the very kind of end, right when we got ready, uh, we had a development um, team switch, uh, which was. Um, Fortuitous because it actually got us in touch with this incredible uh, team, um, Akim Unal from Bogsy, 
is uh, just fantastic, and they do incredible work. Um, and then my cousin um, Jim, uh, who goes by Fresh Biscuits, <laughs> also jumped on just kind of for fun. And I pulled him into the whole NFT scene, but now he's like my key st- like strategy person. So it's kind of it's interesting how it all falls into place. But once we got going, like it was it was full like just days and nights for all of us. It, like especially the those pre drop. Um, it seemed like in 2021, like the discords were super, super active, especially and even now, like and right before the drop, it's just, it was nonstop. It was 24 seven. And so, yeah, between myself and Ashiva and, and Jim Fresh Biscuits and then, um, a few mods and, uh, uh Drew Bleem was our, uh, discord kind of creator at first. He designed that, um, yeah, nonstop. That's fantastic. Well, it's, uh, like, like you said, it definitely takes a team and there's no, you know, uh, one person who can run the entire thing unless, unless you're doing one of ones or doing, um, just single pieces of art, uh, by themselves. Um, but I mean, toy boogers is obviously a team, a great project, uh, which leads me to my next one. Uh, my next question for you is, uh, you know, it's been around for a while when you did add on developers and other people, uh, to come on to the project. What are some of the, I don't want to say growing pains, but what are some of the learning curves uh, that you've that you've uh, gone through uh, during the Toy Boogers project and things that you maybe not have done differently, but things that you mm-hmm. definitely learned from to be like, mm, okay, I, we can do that next quarter. We'll get that out of the way. Yeah, well, I guess one thing is, um, it, it, it's not so much growing pains, but it, it's just like the challenge is, um, you know, scaling and delegating. And so we, we were pretty good at that, um, but that's always been like, all right, at a certain point, like, you know, like I get maxed out on something. It's like, now we need someone else's help. And so, um, we, um, we've had a few, you know, and, and big shout out to all my iterators and mods. Um, we've had multiple mods that have either been like kind of like junior mods who became full mods. And then one of our uh, uh, mods, Ben, uh, became the, the community manager. And so just finding people's strengths and um, like their superpowers as we call it, and then just letting them run with that. And um, it's not so much like a hard, but sometimes just like letting go, you know, as a, as a founder, it's like, all right, you got to let go of this and just delegate that and let someone else take care of that. And so, yeah, just kind of getting, getting the team. But I think we, we really do have just an awesome team where everybody's each other. We all have our mutual superpowers. We kind of joke about it. It's like our care bear stairs, kind of like the care bear powers, like come together and uh, we make this um, make this you know, really good team, but I think that is the challenge for most people: getting the team, um, finding those areas that are, are needed, and um, you know, assigning enough attention to it. And so, um, we we really value the, the community with within Twitter and Discord, and even even if it's slow and just hanging out, like we have multiple mods, and so we have a, a really strong presence, and we think that's important. And so. Um, right even if it's slow like we're, we're all there kind of hanging out and so uh, i think people really feel about that that we're that we're present and attentive and and ready and and we do have that kind of um i think you'll, you'll see that really different like toy burgers there are the vibe that we've had is th- there is like a service base like we're, we're here to we want to, as much as we can we want to make everybody you know happy and, and and be pleasing and welcoming um and just be there and so i think you you get a, a pretty different feeling if you come into the discord uh, there's a there's a personal touch and, and big shout out to um lance Renland labs and and all the mods and and uh, fresh biscuits and everybody who's there who does that and all the community members too because like the vibe is kind of set it's just like we're, we're chilling we're hanging out um and we're going um uh, and then the other thing though is like you know people mentioned burnout like sometimes we just keep pushing ourselves and just you know doing another our, our recent drop kit bash burgers like we've all been just working full steam ahead again 
and then um, you kind of you accomplish your goal, and it's like, oh my gosh, like I haven't cut my hair in a month. I haven't, I haven't like done this. I haven't, you know, the laundry or this or that. And so um, that's probably the bigger challenge is just like work life balance. Actually, and I think that's for everybody in the MT scene. You got to like unplug for. <laughs> You know, that's a, a great point, the the unplugging and that work-life balance. And, and you've kind of stressed and talked about the different uh, levels to that, especially thinking when there's downtime and then maybe when there's like go time. More recently, when we think about the Kit Bash Boogers, this has been a really busy time for you, obviously, at Toy Boogers uh, and this collection. Uh, and, it, and it sold out. So why don't you uh, refresh and tell us about Kit Bash Boogers and how uh, the recent launch went and kind of where you see it playing a role as we move forward. Yeah, thank you for that. And so, yeah, so, you know, Toy Boogers is the original, uh, you know, Genesis collection, 3,333 um, collectibles, these Toy Boogers. And when we dropped that in November, um, again, I just had a, uh, just so thankful to the community and for the support and, and the adoption and the love that I've received because uh, it just it had a resounding acceptance from, you know, a lot of other artists as well as people like Keith Grossman from Time and just um, a ton of people um, and other project leaders. Um, I don't know his real name, but Gordon Goner, the head of Bake, actually. Um, him and I actually would DM a little bit before this because I was in the club so early and he sent me a congrats. And so like, it was just pretty amazing like how much people like reached out and congratulated me um, and just got involved in like Keith Grossman, um, the, the president magazine, like it's, so it, it's almost like this crazy, like it's totally crazy. Like I, you know, I just came up with this project, you know, worked hard on it for like six months, you know, released it, it sells out on, you know, public day. And then like, you know, Klon and like Gremlin, all these people are like you know, tweeting about it, like congratulating me. And then like all of a sudden, like the president of, you know, Time Magazine's like, hey, uh, you know, send me a DM and it's like, let's, let's talk. And like, so I'm like, all right, is this real? Like, is this the real Keith Grossman? So he DMs me, he's like, you know, what's your phone number? And so we, we chat and then in, like, this is like the morning after the drop. He's like, all right, let's, let's just go live. Let's just do a Twitter space. And then like, so he just, we just jumped on like a space and it was, it was a, uh, turned into like a huge space. Um, and since then, you know, uh, Keith and I were talking about, um, you know, toy boogers and, and the time uh, studio deal. So he kind of planted some seeds there and then that conversation started rolling. And so right in like November, um, th that conversation, um, and, um, ultimate partnership happened pretty fast. Uh, we just had a total synchronicity of just, um, I think ideas and our vibe and our look and, and the future of what we saw. And so like what toy boogers became, immediately after the drop was this, you know, upcoming animated series. And it, it just, now it feels like it's, it's just right. Like that's exactly what was meant to happen. And ultimately, you know, whatever happens, that's, you know, kind of destiny. Um, but it just like, it feels like it's, um, it's become a core part of us. And it is such a cartoon, like so many of my inspirations were like cartoons, adventure time and stuff like that. And so um, that's like the next thing that we worked on immediately after the drop and are continuing to work on and it is continually upcoming. And, and so I think it's really, that's exciting for the community because it's this big long-term, even though like I had these long-term ideas, like that really cemented it. Like the Toy Boogers universe is this big thing. It's, it's an upcoming animated series. There's collectibles and all of this stuff uh, is coming. Um, and then like, so that just seemed like and it, it still is it's like crazy magical how all that just happened and then at that same time Klon reached out to me and Klon, we were chatting and just talking and he was congratulating me and i was you know just we were both kind of geeking out because i've been a huge fan of you know cool cats since the beginning and um he, he became a fan of mine as soon as he saw the art 
and he minted and, and he, he got some, he got some cool ones and he tweeted them out and stuff. And then, so we chatted and, um, of course, like that first time I talked with him, I was like, you know, like, like next coolest thing would be to get like a collab of any sort with cool cats. You know, I was just thinking like a, a one, you know, kind of piece of art. And I was like, come on, let's, let's do something. Let's, let's, um, you know, let's do one of these collab pieces like you did with ghost and you did, you know, like everybody's kind of like combined their things. And then he was like, you know what? I got a better idea. Uh, he's like, why don't you, because you can hand mix stuff. He's like, why don't you take a whole bunch of traits from our collection and mix them together with yours. And he's like, and what would be even better is if we got like Roboto's involved, let's get Pablo. And he's like, Oh, let's get Betty and psych from dead. Fellas. And so he, he was like the mastermind who came up with the kit bash idea and kit bashing. If you don't know, kit bashing is when you take like different kits from different, like RC cars or different toys, different Lego sets, and you mix them together and make them your own. So you, you take a few different Lego boxes and you build something, you know, totally unique. That's called uh, kit bashing. Um, and so, yeah, he was like, let's just get a, a handful of collections and artists and just, you go nuts with it and just make like a little collection, like mix them all together, like toy boogers. And, um, that would be the coolest collab. And so that Klon planted that seed like right away. And that was, I think it, it was either November or December of last year. Um, but really early on. And so since then I was working on like all the prototypes and made like a hundred of them and showed showed the whole group we got you know pablo stanley betty and psych um and and con and myself and i showed them the samples and they're like all right that's awesome let's do it full steam ahead and then we went through a bunch of planning and ideas and reiterations and stuff but ultimately they just they they just said all right go just make them and so um the idea was that it was going to be limited so it's not like uh, an expansion or like this you know because some projects the standard kind of roadmap is you know you release a 10k and then there's like another 10k like pets or something of the sort so kit bash it's totally different it's it's just a, a um it's almost like a second series that's more limited um and it's and because it's a collaboration it makes it even more special um but in terms of like how it fits with the toy bookers universe is it's a um it's a full membership token so it is a um it's like a full membership just like the, the original toy boogers the original toy boogers has that you know special element of being the og uh, but kit bash boogers uh, does give you a full membership and it's 1111 you know totally um unique pieces all handmade um and just super special because it's really one of the first it's really like the first of its kind where there's four you know top collections cool cats dead fellows robotos and toy boogers putting our art together and our, our traits together and releasing this joint uh, project um, it's under the toy boogers umbrella but it, it is it is an official collab with all of them so if you have one you, you know you have a piece of all of our art um yeah and we just we just dropped that and so that that uh that was the next big um kind of step in in, in universe um and it's just been fun the last few days everybody's just been surfing through the collection and looking at all the crazy <laughs> crazy combos that we made yeah t- totally and so when you think about this recent drop in the collection and the, and the success, and then we tie it all together and think about this animated deal that's in development with Time Studios, the collections, the, the additional stuff, you said something like it's coming. When did you say it's coming? Does that mean it's coming in 2022? Does that mean look for some more in 2023? Because obviously these things take you know, real development. When you talk about developing something, that doesn't mean we say that today and tomorrow you develop it, but it does mean that, you know, you're working on this uh, universe and this deal. So can you hone in a little bit more for anyone that's kind of wondering, when should I uh, consider to think about what we could see or how does it work on end when you think about like, lines? Yeah. And it is really interesting because the, um, 
the Web3 community is, is lightning speed. It's, it's really incredible. In, in some ways, that's really good. In some ways, it's actually bad because it changes so fast. It moves so fast. And it can actually be really taxing on people, um, especially artists and founders and, uh, and even community members just you know, keeping up. And you go away for a week and you come back and it's, it's like, what, what happened? Yeah, yeah, it's like a whole new world though, bro. It, yeah. yeah, literally, literally. There's a whole new scene and there's a whole new project and everybody's over here. And, um, so yeah, the, uh, it's, it's actually quite a curious meeting point of, um, what time studios is doing in general. You know, they have several amazing projects, uh, Roboto's being the first and Pablo Stanley's just a genius, um, just a f- uh, fantastic artist and uh, leader and, um, and, uh, with, with multiple successful, you know, um, um, uh, companies under him with the, um, in, in the, in terms of arts and, and illustrating. So I'm just like a huge fan of Pablo's and, uh, what he's doing and, and what he's bringing to the space and so him getting that first deal with time was was massive if people remember like it was just like oh this is what we want we want to see like an awesome nft project making an animation and so that that was huge news um when that happened and um time has a few more they um my, myself smiles first um were the the next two in, in line and um and so when we announced ours, it was just like the next kind of like piece of their big vision. Um, but yeah, the, the development of these animations, it is web two. It's like, it's, it, it's going on traditional time uh, frame uh, development. Um, you got massive teams involved in the animation studios, um, the, the writing, the writer's room, um, you know, like you said, the movie credits, like it has that, the credits, like the credits roll pretty long. And so, I even myself don't know the dates of what to look ahead. Uh, it's definitely later this year at the earliest. Um, and that, that's, you know, would be optimistic. These things do take time to build. And we're building something fantastic. Uh, it's it's so fun. I have a little bit of an inside of to like what um, some of the other stuff that's happening. But I just know that everybody's building like phenomenal, like world-class um, um, animation um, stuff. It's, it's not just like we're making something quick and dropping it. It's like, no, like time's taking it really serious. Um, pushing us to our limits and <laughs> when we finally get it out there in the world it's, it's going to be awesome so as a fan of like robotas i'm super excited to see what what's coming there um and then with toy boogers i'm it's so fun for me because um i'm able just to really turn this into a world and 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 then have the help you know where i can just come up with the ideas and some of the, the drawings and the uh, um and uh, stories and names and different things and then we have this incredible team that's turning uh, making the magic happen and so um, but it is it is totally web to time and i think that's that's good because that's what it is we're making you know an animated series that um, is supposed to be meant for um in the white mainstream audience and and that type of stuff um, does take time and um um, it's just that's the what's needed and and web3 is so fun though because it's amazing how, how fast you can get these collections out um but and so where these kind of the, the web three mind meets the web two mind it is kind of a strange thing but i think time's doing it really well by just you know building and building and building and it's just coming and so like they're really building this amazing um uh, foundation that's just going to keep growing and growing so I'm, I'm super honored to be to be part of that and it's um it really to me it, again it feels like they um are making toy biggers what it was ultimately meant to be which is this really fun world that's you know very adventure timey and um we're going to be able to, you know, to, to go into it essentially with these, with these, uh, um, with these animations. That's, that's pretty fascinating and a huge accomplishment. I mean, to, to, 
turn it into an animated series. Um, it seems like it's kind of like a, uh, an NFT artist. It's almost like their dream if they're that, uh, wanting to go down that route. So that's a, a, a massive accomplishment. My question to you is what exactly would it look like? Uh, would it look like a traditional animated series in regards to like the characters are created and also some of the logistics behind that? If, if a, a specific NFT character wants to be, uh, needs to be a part of the story and it's owned by someone who actually bought that NFT. How exactly would that work in regards to those logistics? Uh, would it be like maybe royalties to the person who actually owns the NFT or something like that? Because in traditional animation, you know, Disney has uh, artists, they create it, and then Disney's kind of the umbrella of it. But this is a, we're kind of in uncharted waters here. So I was just kind of curious about the logistics behind that. Yeah, it's an interesting um, factor in terms of the animation stylistically. Um, yeah, these are going to be, you know, regular animations. So whatever you, the, the whole spectrum of what you see in regular cartoons and whatnot, that you can expect to see in all the different animations that are coming out uh, with Time Studios, uh, whether it's Robotos or, or Toy Boogers or Littles or Smiles First, um, they're all going to be unique and have different stylistic approaches, but uh, standard um, cartoon um stuff that's that's out there um ip wise most of us uh, toy buggers included you know we, we retained the ip we didn't do the thing where like you know board apes it's like your ape is yours 100 you own the ip um we we retained the ip and um people who own the nf have um, a non-exclusive license to do like derivative stuff so it's kind of like yeah you could do whatever you want um with your nft as on it you know you can you can make art from it you can you can you know you know add something to it mint that and sell that too um but it, they don't um own the original ip of that and, and that's actually the standard with most collections i know there's there's some outliers where it's you know creative commons and we're like board apes where the ip's you know fully there uh, but the, the the balance in the middle with most projects is that the um, the creator retains the IP and the, um, the NFT holder at that moment has a, a derivative license. So there's no IP clashes with any animations that we, that we do. And when, when, when you think about this, cause this is, uh, clearly a, a point of, uh, I wouldn't say contention, but a conversation point for sure in the space. Uh, and when you think about the kit bash, is that going to be under the same, uh, dynamic as far as the, the rights to holders, or is that something unique in its own right? yeah it's it's unique in its own right it's um it's like so they they uh, the other artist um each artist within kitbash basically has the ip of the their traits and then um like i myself essentially have like a derivative license to use those and then so like if anybody owns a kitbash they essentially have a you know a, a, another like um um, non-exclusive derivative license. So um, none of the kitbash would entail um, full IP ownership as well. E even for myself, it's a derivative license essentially to use their traits. Yeah. And then, you know, I don't know if this has been disclosed or known, but uh, could we potentially be seeing uh, characters from the kitbash series that are going to be a part of the animation series or is that not a chance? Uh, yeah, at the moment, no, it's, it's separate cause it's, it's later in the game. Um, and it, it, there probably would be, they would have to make deals directly. And so, um, yeah, the, um, get, get back um, currently not in it. <laughs> yeah, I got it. No, this is, this is fun. I feel like I'm diving in here with some faster paced, uh, things just off the top of my head as I'm hearing these things and thinking about the, uh, the animation series and what is being worked on and listening to uh, some of the, the conversation. And you talked about, you know, 
being in contact to, you know, a small degree to the Bored Apes, uh, one of the co-founders. And we know, obviously, as you said, you just recently, um, you know, were able to, to cash in on your Bored Ape, but you still are part of the, the community. And obviously with the mutant and the, and the dogs and, and everything else, uh, we know that the entire Yuga Labs just announced and launched their own, you know, Web3 world, the metaverse they're calling the other side. And uh, are the toy boogers on their way to that universe? Because, I, you know, now that I start thinking about it, you know, Gordon texts with you and, uh, you know, there is this huge third world coming. Uh, could we see the toy boogers on the other side? Yeah, so definitely toy boogers will be on the other side. Um, the, the text was very limited, so just to <laughs> I don't make it sound too big, but but yeah, Gordon, and again, I don't know his real name, I know his Twitter handle is Gordon Goner, um, but you know, being involved uh, in the board apes really early on, um, it's actually really funny. You could see I, I actually shared it. He gave me permission to share our, our, our DM exchange, and it was um, I was actually like showing him like the toy boogers and asking for feedback and what he thought. And he actually liked him. He's like, yeah, these are really cool. They're really creative. They're really fun. I was like, what should I do? Is there any advice? He's like, no, man, just do your thing. Like, it's it's cool as is. Um, so there's there's a fun tweet. I think you could dig through if you if you look for uh, his um, tag and my and toy boogers. Um, it's it's there. But yeah, he he, it, which was really you know heartfelt because even at that time, I mean, it was it was already a massive success, and there must have been millions of people reaching out. Um, so to get a little bit of that one on one back and forth with him was uh, pressure. Um, but then, um, yeah, to get the congratulations after my drop, um, from him also was, was, uh, super cool. Um, and just, uh, definitely was like one of the kind of cherries on top, but, um, yeah, recently with, um, with Kitbash, and this is kind of a funny thing too, is Kitbash, we launched through the other side. Um, so the morning other day, um, Kitbash, the, um, allow list, and we did a few phase. We did like an allow list phase. We had a wait list and then we had open to all the holders of all the, so cool cats, Roboto's dead fellows and toy boogers, um, was the final phase. So any, it was like a mini, not public sale because you had to be a holder, but it was opened up to all. And so in that first part of the day on Saturday, um, you know, kit bash boogers, it's 1,111 units. And so several hundred, um, sold, um, in the allow list phase before the other side, and then as soon as that came, it was just like this big storm just came and, you know, like just on all fronts, like attention, everybody was looking at that um, gas, like got, you know, as soon as it happened, you know, gas just went through the roof for a while. And so like Kitbash Boogers basically got kind of like, you know, marooned for a little bit during the storm. But then as soon as the gas uh, relieved and um, it kind of, you know, the other side minted out and everything kind of calmed down, um, all of a sudden the Kitbash Boogers mint started to, to come through more and more and then we opened up the um the holders mint the the very next day and then it sold out um, and so that was um pretty cool it was actually really cool to to mint through the other side and then me personally you know being a um a holder um i, I minted the other side of you know from uh, well I, I minted as a kyc and then i also did my claim afterwards and then i i bought some more on secondary so the toy buggers were investing into the other side, um, in, into metaverse in general, we have sandbox land, um, we have worldwide web, um, and kind of just looking ahead, uh, metaverse applications is definitely something where we're, um, definitely thinking it's, it's our, our compass. We like to call it the roadmap. It's kind of an old term now. And like, we just like to use the word like compass. Like we're, our direction is definitely metaverse headed. Because the space has kind of evolved and it is, as you said earlier, lightning, uh, fast pace, uh, it can be. What do you say to either 
other founders, someone thinking about getting involved in this space, either from a creator standpoint or a collector uh, that's maybe brand new. What do you what do, what do you you know give them some words of wisdom on how they should approach this space or kind of get involved? Yeah, you know, I think like from the collector, it's like get in get involved, find find your tribe is kind of the first thing. It's like if you're into the cartoon kind of fun genre, you know, you're there's a whole host of you know, you're going to fall into like, you know, Roboto's, Deadfellas, um, you know, I'm just looking through the, the PFPs now, like Little Eleven Friends and uh, um, Wonder Pals. And I'm just kind of going through, you know, there's this Saturday morning cartoon tribe. And so like, it's kind of like find your tribe, um, find what you like, not so much from the investment standpoint, but, you know, purchase something that gets you into a community um, just to get involved and then, and then maybe look at like investment type things. But I think it takes a while, like, to really get a, a lay of the land, um, but it doesn't take too long to kind of find your tribe. Your tribe, and that that's a, a lower. Um, it's st- still a you know there's still an investment there, but you know you can you can get one of these um, really cool uh, PFPs that get you access into a, a fun community for, for not too expensive. And so um, that's usually my first kind of advice is is get into the community, just kind of get in, you know get get an NFT, join a Discord or two, um, and go from there. And then for founders, it's it's kind of well it's a lot different but it's just kind of like you know just build just keep building do, you know do what you do the, the waves are going to come up and down there's going to be slow times there's going to be fast times there's going to be really good times where it's all hype and you know everybody's super happy and then there's other times where it's slow and i think as founders um as long as we're building and moving forward um that's kind of the, the you know you just got to march forward and and then of course with you know balance and give yourself time and relax and we're, we're kind of funny like we protect each other we're like you know go take a break go you know go get some lunch go drink some water um but yeah it's just like yeah march forward be balanced uh, have fun try to you know keep that spirit of just you know the good vibes going and ultimately um i think where web3 is going is it's going towards men and and you know how we well fit it in to our lives whether a casual collector or like totally you know <laughs> degen uh, it's uh, kind of up to you but i think um yeah, for everybody, I recommend at least you know jumping in a little bit and getting getting your wallet set up, getting your coin set up, get your get an NFT or two, and uh, then go from there. See where see where it takes you. Excellent advice, uh, Doug from Toy Boogers. Thank you so much. That was a enlightening yeah. conversation. I got some. I got a few rapid fire uh, questions. You ready? Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Number one, one thing you do in your daily routine that has contributed to your success. Um. Drinking a big cup of black coffee in the morning, um, <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, and then go, going for a walk. I try to do a walk at least every other day or so. Sometimes I'm bad, but yeah, good cup of coffee in the morning and a good walk. Uh, I got to try making hot or iced coffee. Oh, it, usually, um, but if it's yeah, if it's like a summer day, then yeah, I'll do the ice even in, in the morning time. But yeah, usually hot coffee. That's fair. Yeah, <laughs> that's totally fair. <laughs> uh, next question, next rapid fire question for you. What illustrator or artist inspires you the most? Gosh, the most. Um, you know, I'm not. I'm not sure. Like throughout my whole history, um, I was really inspired by like Salvador Dali and like, and then even like Rembrandt, which is kind of totally different, or Van like the classics, the big ones. Uh, M.C. Escher, um, and then like going f- further, closer now, like just. Sometimes it's just like fun, random stuff like, um, 
like uh, Dave Paula, who's like just as fun. He's actually minted some stuff on Nifty Gateway, but just like he just does like fun like memes into like old paintings, like recycled paintings, and like draws like you know Nintendo figures on top of like old oil paintings. And um, the um, there's an NFT artist who's an illustrator, John uh, Bergerman, who um, I just like his his pen style. It's just like a fun, goofy kind of cartoon. I love like doodly stuff. So even like Mr. Doodles is kind of like on Instagram. Like, I'm like, dude, why aren't you minting yet? That, um, and then of course, like, um, big inspirations for me were actually like, um, eight bit, like just like Nintendo art, like Zelda and stuff like that growing up comic book type art, um, you know, adventure time type stuff. Um, Rick and Morty where it's kind of crazy. Um, uh, but like, yeah, I think classics is probably more like, um, like Savardar Dali and, and, um, and, uh, some stuff in that genre. Okay, perfect. And uh, do you have one, or what is your favorite NFT character that you've created? Oh man! So we have the here, here's a dad joke. You, you can't pick just one booger. So <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but that's the, a perfect answer. <laughs> the, the the cat hat that I wear um, in my PFP um, was one of my first characters. Where like I kind of just like kind of found myself in a way because um, I was trying to draw these like perfect kawaii characters where they're like perfectly symmetrical and just like you know how there's like these certain there's this certain type of um, Asian type character that the kawaii it's like this like, it's like perfect it's perfectly symmetrical it's like shiny looking it's just like this. Uh, Hello Kitty, you know, is was one of my big inspirations. Oh, and I should have said that for inspiration is Hello Kitty and, and all that, the whole genre. That's actually really big for me. Um, but I, I couldn't do it, like, because my, my handwriting's really, like, my pen's kind of, it's always asymmetrical. And then when I drew that cat hat, like, they're lopsided, it looks kind of wonky. Um, but then it, it just looked like me, like, it was perfect. It was like, oh, that's, like, that's me. And so, like, that um, that character uh, I kind of identify with because it was just, like, at the moment where I was like, you know what, like, that that's just me. That's my handwriting. That's how it looks. That's how it comes out. And it, um, a lot of people like that. Like my art is, um, it is asymmetric. It's not perfect. It's, um, um, that, what's the word? There's a little bit of a, there's an imperfectness to it. And I think that's fun. And it's, uh, makes it a little bit approachable and kind of almost like a cartoony kind of sketchy a little bit, which is fun. So. Improv art, possibly? <laughs> uh, well that's the thing. Sometimes like when I, like when I drew that cat hat, it was just, it was fast. Like I just drew it and then, and then I came back and looked at it. I was like, Oh, I was like, actually that's, that, that was actually pretty good. Like, well, yeah, why don't I just try to do it like that more? So it's almost like the, the less, sometimes you got to pressure yourself and put, you know, kind of, you know, put pressure on yourself. But other times it's like, you just let it come out and it's like, Oh, actually that's, that's pretty cool. And um, yeah. And I just sort of kind of go in with that where it was like, I'm not going to make it perfect. It's going to have asymmetries. It's going to be wonky and there's going to be little funny things. But then when you get enough of it together, it's like, it has this cohesive feel. And so, felt like that was kind of like my break one of my breakthroughs in terms of characters was just like kind of rolling with my my bad handwriting so to say <laughs> i love it all right next question are you a morning afternoon or evening person i actually um vary depending on like what's going on so lately during get bash uh, Bugger's, uh creation i was just up super late like making them so i would be up to like one two usually two um making these so i turned into a total night owl uh, but in general, I'm a little bit more balanced. I'm kind of like a mostly night. Um, but sometimes I'll get on these moments throughout a few months straight where I'll be like a total sin. Um, I do pretty good there too. But um, I think I gravitate towards night owl. Perfect. And what do you? what's your favorite hobby completely outside of investing in NFTs? Oh, man. Um, 
hobby like now it, it, so it's so random like um i really like 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 fossils and rocks and like just like gems and crystals and stuff like that so like, just like naturey stuff so i could just walk outside into any little trail and just like be looking on the ground to see some you know crazy pine cone and just like it, it makes my day um so sometimes just getting out into nature simple things like that um going for like it's so so cliche but I, I do live like you know on the coast of san francisco so like going for a walk on the beach it's like that's that's not maybe not necessarily a hobby but uh getting out going for a walk um and then i do like to collect random little things like that so, so i'm always picking up something off the ground whether it's a cool little rock or something like that my, my bookshelf's quite ridiculous with with stuff uh, <laughs> that i've picked up over over the over time inspiration is all around us i guess yeah, yeah. <laughs> i love it uh la- and very last question for me or for you i'm sorry uh what is your go-to drink after a long week uh it's so it's funny uh tea like i'm i'm a total coffee head and tea head so um it's usually going to be like a nice um some sort of like brown tea or like a oolong be they classified as like a brown tea um, or, or even like a nice dark, like some of these fermented, like puer teas, but yeah, usually it's like a nice hot cup of tea is like my, which is funny. Somebody asked that in the discord, actually one of our mods was like, Hey, what, what, what was your celebratory drink after Kit Bash? And I was like, Oh, is this, the, I made this really nice cup of hulan. And he's like, no, that's not the answer I wanted. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's usually what it is. Thought you uh, finished with like tequila shots or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, oolong. He's like, what? That's not. That's not what I was expecting. <laughs> uh, loose leaf tea or in a bag? Um, I do both, but mostly loose leaf. I, yeah, I'm pretty um, <laughs> kind of not not snobby because I'll drink any tea. But like, yeah, I'm total like a total tea head as well. Like, I'll uh, have all these different specialties, all these different types of green teas, and all the the puers, the, those crazy fermented ones, and um, ancient well, puers like ancient, but there's also like a fermented version where it's like literally like years old and uh, has like these deep dark uh, flavors and um, yeah, it's pretty crazy what's out there with, uh, with tea. So that actually, that's probably a good hobby that answers the other question too, is like, I'm actually like totally into like tea and um, yeah, it's, it's actually really fun. So I'm, I, <laughs> it's almost like, I don't know if I'm a, yeah, I must be totally addicted to caffeine too, but yeah, I'll drink several cups throughout the day. It's like, all right, what do I want now? I'm going to do a, I'm going to do a ascension. Now I'm going to do a puer with, with this. And so, geek out pretty heavily on that we'd like to thank doug of the toy boogers and the community for a great conversation to stay informed of our community driven podcasts and receive our insightful weekly newsletter subscribe at investorly.substack.com investorly empowering you to invest early in yourself